It's the Great Dante Read-Through. It's the Great Dante Read-Through, where we are reading through all of the comic strip, The Adventures of Nikolai Dante. Co-created by Robbie Morrison and Simon Fraser from the weekly science fiction anthology comic, 2000 AD. I'm Simon Fraser. And I'm Edie Nugent, freelance writer and Simon's wife. Join us as we swashbuckle our way through the Russian Empire of the future. Warning, there will be spoilers. We will be talking in depth about these comics, so if you haven't read them yet, listen at your own risk. To join our book club and read along with us, go to shop.2000ad.com to pick up the books in hard copy or digital. Today we're reading The Adventures of Nikolai Dante, which is found in Prague's 1035 to 1041. Hello, Simon. Hello, Edie. Um... So we are here, uh, the great Dante read through podcast, and we are reading through all of Nikolai Dante, the adventures of Nikolai Dante. What are, what's the whole thing called? Just it's Nikolai. Called the adventures of Nikolai Dante. Okay. Now, this is the first time you've read through. So you haven't read all through. All through. Yes, this will okay. be my first complete read through, but not my first read. So I have a guilty admission to make, which is that I haven't read through all of it either. Um, even though I am the creator of it and the artist and, and a large chunk of it as I have not read all because I think I've missed bits here and there some of the stuff I didn't draw I didn't I may have read I don't remember there's bits of it are a bit fuzzy for me I was moving countries a few times so it was like it's a little it's, bit vague for me it's so shocking I, I know I'm sorry okay uh, anyway so this is something I've been meaning to do for years is actually read through the whole of Nikolai Dante uh, from beginning to so end so you're confessing this sin yes. and this podcast is our penance indeed uh, so let's be clear here. The Nikolai Dante was co-created by Simon Fraser, myself, and Robbie Morrison. Uh, we had just come off a strip of Robbie Morrison's called Shimura, which I drew and Robbie created. Um, and uh, this was the thing that we followed up with. And it was commissioned for 2000 AD, and it was first published in 1997. Uh, okay. Spice Girls, boy bands, uh, were turning the clock back. Yeah. To those I mean, times. I was, what, 27 years old? Twenty, Yeah, drawing at 27 years, 28 years old when it was published. I was still in high school. Well, that's good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, um, opening up. Uh, the Adventures of Nikolai Dante. This is the first arc um, leading up to him getting the weapons crest. And there's that art right in the front that's in both the editions we're looking at here, which is the original trade and then the hachette. Okay, press so, yeah. version the images in the front there are hanging in your mother's office the first double page spread yes, yes. Yeah, yeah so that was always that art was always intended to be just the opening of the comic what it, it was kind of the proof of concept piece it was done quite a bit before any of the other artwork um so for example we hadn't i hadn't designed the czar at that point so this is the first time I've drawn the czar. So as you can see, his face looks substantially different from how okay, eventually... Okay, so what we're up. looking at is this double-page spread yeah. where we're looking over the rooftops of Imperial... Moscow, something. Moscow, or, yeah. Russia, yeah. and the 
Space Egg. What do you call it? The Imperial Palace? The Imperial Palace. It's the Imperial Palace. Space, Space Egg. egg. Yes. Um, and that's the czar there looking over his shoulder. Oh, brooding and menacing, yeah. So I hadn't, draw, I hadn't drawn him at this point, so he's kind of loosely based on Peter the Great. But he eventually ended up being a bit... You'll, you'll see there's a bit of a drift in the first early episodes where I don't really have a handle on exactly how things are. Peter the Great, like the historical yeah, exactly. figure. He's based You're on saying that. that like it's. I based him on George Clooney. I based him on Peter the Great. Well, it, it, the whole thing is everybody kind of, knows old Pete. The, the whole thing is riffing on Imperial Russian history, sure, which is kind of the derivation of Dante. Robbie who had been trying to do a, a story about Scottish mercenaries in, in Imperial Russia, and he couldn't sell that to anybody because no one wanted to publish historical stories at that point. So the best bet we had was um, 2000 AD, who do science fiction. So mm -hmm. basically, we gave the whole thing a sci-fi gloss. So horses fly. Uh, spaceship, uh, uh, starship, what's it called? Palaces. Imperial palaces float in the sky. Um, it was designed to look like a Fabergé egg, but we also kind of riffed on Mobius a bit there. So floating things oh, in yeah, the sky you is, can very, see that. is very Mobius. Yeah. So we thought that's a good signature. No matter what the architecture looks like underneath, if there's a floating thing in the sky that looks like a Mobius egg, then we know it's science fiction. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And so then this... the other image is Dante with a glass of wine and his boot on the back of some poor soul. Yeah. Passed out. Actually, there's a line of bodies. Yeah, so yeah, the rough, roughly out. drawn stack of carcasses. Um, okay, so this is the, the so first appearance. It's very also, 2080. Yeah, a yeah. roughly drawn stack of carcasses. <laughs> kind of is. Um, so bits here I like. I like the design of the Raven Corps, the costumes in the back, where the guys with the, the the burgundy costumes. I really like that design. I was very happy with that. Now you've got Jenna Makarov there, who have was that's the first time, and I think it's the only time she ever appeared in. Her non-colors. That's yeah. Not why her... is she her hair black there? I know. I I, I read did this... you color that? Yeah, I did. This I is did. your fault. Yeah, I know. Wow. I, I didn't. I again, first time I'd ever drawn that character. I think so. I okay. kind of worked it out. Um, I based her on a French actress called Isabella Gianni, who has the most epic pout imaginable. So that's what he what I wanted for the character. She's very very pouty, because that's their whole relationship is kind of like he's the swaggering uncouth slob and she's the pouty princess. So you know. So, uh, Han and Leia. Um, now off to the right here there's some very vague figures sort of blotched in um, that's the, the that's supposed to represent the Romanov family who we haven't been introduced to yet and I hadn't designed yet so I just kind of like went Bleh, and splurged them in there just there's also kind of a like... screaming face shooting out of out from behind Jenna I uh, don't know who that is oh that's a that's a head that's a head hanging from I thought oh. the, the Raven Corps would have heads on their belts which is something I very quickly get rid of because it's kind <laughs> of like that's icky why would Got you do it. That? Why would you do that? I thought it was just a random screaming floating head. I know. Why that's, not? That's what you. What's what okay. we do. That's how you guys All right. Roles. So let's okay. get into this. Yeah. So I just thought that was a neat detail for people to know that that is actually framed in in your mother's house. Yes, she's actually it, framed it twice now. You, so it's like she framed it again recently because she wanted it to go with a new decor. I see. Yeah. It's practical. It is. Um. So yeah, so this is this is us rereading these books, yeah, um, um, and we open the first scene. Really sets up Dante the yeah, first bit here couple. with the imperial seductress. Yes, he's a lover, not a fighter. This guy. Yeah, well, he's a lover and a fighter. Well, yeah. he's a lover and an escape artist, really. I mean, I guess he is. He's got his sword out. He is fighting some. So this is. To, I mean, this is, this is really awful stuff. <laughs> What's <laughs> awful about it? it the, the way it's laid out, the pacing is just like not there. Okay. Um, the style is I was carried over from Shimura, which had just done before that, which was supposed to look a bit like Frank Miller. But uh, that style again was carried over from the Royal the Rovers work I'd been doing, which was I was trying to do Rob Davis, and Rob Davis was trying to do Mick McMahon. So it's a kind of long way around to get to this 
um, colouring style where I was doing this kind of really uh, quick straight lines and sort of colouring them in sort of stained glass style. So it's mm -hmm. really clumsy. Well, the shading, your base, not the colouring, because the colouring is Annie Parkhouse. No, yes. no, this is me. This is me. Oh, first, this is you colouring this? This is me colouring this, yeah. Really? I could have yeah. sworn it credited. She gets late. Annie Parkhouse oh, is actually. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. The colouring changed later on because I used to get overwhelmed and I couldn't do all of it. I was trying to do the whole thing. It's so actually you, very hard. So you drew and colored this whole thing. I did. I did color it then. It's it's clumsy. Okay. There's and there's the layout's terrible and the way I've done that. Oh, All right, you need yeah. to stop hating yourself. Okay. Um look at that whole look at that. You're swinging on a on a on what's a lamp. Mm -hmm. Look how high that lamp is. I mean literally you'd be banging your heads on it. There's no right. way that it's possible to swing yeah. on that lamp anyway. I could okay. I didn't know how to do it. Listen, you're you're learning. But I mean, you see this, I don't see any of that. Well, so that's nice. you know i just see a nice we got a nice um sex scene here mm -hmm. got some fun nakedness dante running around in his shorts mm -hmm. in his pants um and uh we don't really know this is the future yet we don't know that this is science fiction hmm. for a while in the beginning of this story this looks like it could be period to me yeah maybe I mean, yeah kind of i mean there's nothing here that's futury we just see people well, the length of her tongue is kind of futury I was going to ask about that. Yeah. The thing with the extra long tongue. Yeah. When I when I came back to that, I, I feel like I didn't necessarily notice it the first time mm. as much mm. that I was reading through this because you were kind of romancing me with these books. Mm. Um, early on in our relationship, I was reading through them and I kind of devoured a whole chunk. But the second time, this tongue really stood out and I was like, what's going on with the tongue? It's like never explained. Is she, is she like... Um, imperial seductress uh, so they're has... they're they're bred to have long tongues or are they they surgically alter their tongues i suspect this is something you're going to have to ask robbie and i don't was, know it so was, just said in, in the, the script, script it said it's, it's, extra long tongue extra long tongue yeah because yeah, it's yeah. kind of terrifying yeah was it supposed to be terrifying i think it's kind of icky yeah yeah it's, just, it's, it's really it's, un... it's in there even dante looks a little suspicious of it frankly yeah it's it's um, a weird idea. It is a very weird idea. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not against it, <laughs> but it was a surprise. Yeah. Um. So for me, the first I mean, yeah, you're right, the tongue. But for me, the first like true this is this is not the past. Russia mm -hmm. is the shapeshifter we see. Right. Yeah. Um. Pirate. When we see the the hot the hot broad in the green and yeah. then turns into this um yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like yeah. Admiral Akbar's cousin. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah, I'm um, feeling I was, some, I I it's a trap for, here. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't doing that deliberately. I mean, there are definitely Star Wars um, influences in this. Um, mm -hmm. I was more going for like a Suntaran or something with no neck. Something uh, kind of terrifying and kind yeah, of I can see that. angry. Um, it's funny, I can, I, there's a lot of drift here in terms of Dante's face. I talked about this a lot. In, okay. in the first few episodes, things aren't quite stable yet. And Dante's got kind of quite high Slavic cheekbones through this part which kind of moderated a bit and he becomes a bit more, he, he starts to look a bit more like me uh, or more like my brother actually, actually um, as he gets developed because it's just me drawing every day is, it starts to stabilize into one thing. So that's, that's why that changes a bit. I see. Um, and then we kind of get from, from my eyes, the first, Oh wait, this is definitely science fiction yeah. with the flying horse. Right. When yeah. Jenna shows up. That was one of the key style points early on. Yeah. Right. What are the, the, is it just called flying horses? Flying horses, yes. I don't know why I call them chess horses. You could 
call them whatever you like. I call them chess horses, uh, and I thought that was maybe in here, but no, I just no, I apparently have, made it I up at some point. Constructed that yourself, yeah. All right. Um, Jazz starts off looking pretty severe. That's a pretty harsh looking design. There. Her I hair see. is bananas. In yeah, this. I know. I, I, it softened quite a lot. It got. It was a bit crazy early on. It is. We. we I would get some Medusa vibes here. Yeah. 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 But. Um, but she was given a key color, which is that burgundy color, which is yes. what she carried forward from then on. Yes. Yeah. Um, a great entrance for her. Mm-hmm. Boot on his neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first meeting. Yeah. Um, and then he is brought back to the Imperial Palace. Yes, the giant floating egg. Yes, yep. the big floating egg. Floating above uh, St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Yes. Yeah. yes, it's identified. And uh, Dante is in jail. Yes. First of many times. Maybe the, not the first, even. Right. Um, and he beats some thug up. Right, but he's fighting for, like, pennies and yeah, chewing gum. some kind of... In, which is kind of great. To underline the fact that he'll fight for anything. He just... He doesn't he, care. Right, it's just fun for him. Also, I think this time I noticed this, this gal here who's leading all the prisoners. Yep. And she's got this extraordinary coat and sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of love her and want to read a whole series of just her. She never shows up again, does she? No, but I kind of pull that design for elsewhere too, because Dante's well, later on will find yeah. only Dante's wife. And I just she looks a bit I, like that. I love her. Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that that makes sense. Mm. Well, see, I, I just she's a great character design. Mm. Um, I I want to spin off of just her. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could do six pages of that. Palace security guard. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. Who leads all the men in their underwear. As she, as she does. And seems completely blasé about it. Yeah. Which I just like. Okay. So then we are led into the court of the Tsar. Which is needlessly grand. And nobody's there. No. He's putting on this whole show of power and leading in like yeah. half-naked prisoners. And there's like... <laughs> Nobody There's there. like 15 people. It's like it's like a Trump rally here. It's... There's nobody showed up. <laughs> it's weird because it's like, why is the Tsar doing this? We never know. really explained because the Tsar is sitting there like God Almighty and uh, you know pronouncing judgment on these petty criminals. Like, why? Yeah. Why is he doing that? He must enjoy it. I suppose so. But you would think, I mean, thinking of a Trump rally, it would be smart to pay people to come and sit there and, like, cheer him on. Mm. But no, he's he's just playing to his, like, 15 people. Yeah. This is like a sad opening for your off-Broadway play. <laughs> Something's gone wrong if, uh, if the, this is the crowd that you've got. Especially because he's, I mean, I guess the idea, was it written in the script that it was low attendance? No, I probably just couldn't you be bothered. You did that. I couldn't be bothered drawing You didn't want to draw people. a crowd. That's a lot of people. But because you know you could extrapolate that that this kind of violence is just very procedural and nobody cares anymore. I, mean, I suspect that's the case. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of wanted. I mean, I, we get that from later from the Tsar is that he's he really enjoys being powerful. That's one of the things I like about him and what I make what makes him an interesting character is he really he really loves it. He's always enjoying himself. He's doing horrific things, but he's always kind of in it. You know, he's not. Um, some sort of cackling bad guy. He's like, he really enjoys being powerful. He enjoys exercising power. And he understands how to exercise power. And that's something that comes back later in the series. It's like, you know, how how you do that and how he does it and how, how other people try and get him and how they can't because he's just better at it than anyone else. Um, it's, it, you know, we're, we're defined by our He's villains. a fascist and loving it. Yes. 
Right. I wanted to, at this stage, I was kind of thinking of more like drawing like dark side, like this kind of like really sort of heavy stone kind of implacable character. Mm -hmm. But he gets much more animated later on because I start having fun with him. Right. Um, and I really enjoy drawing this art. He's great. <laughs> well, you get to kind of dig in there. Yeah. You don't have to worry about too many lines on the face with someone like him. Well, I mean, he just, he's just a fun character. I just enjoy drawing him yeah. all the way through. Pyre as well. Pyre, again, the nice thing about creating a thing for yourself is you get to, to do things the way you Pyre want. Is, is, yeah. is Pyre is Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that guy. That guy there. The, the shapeshifter. Got it. You get to design exactly the kind of characters you want to draw. And I love the, the crimes that we're reciting off here. Yeah. Banditry, fraud, deceit, unauthorized dueling, and seduction for the purposes of financial gain. Which I guess is a dig at the fact that Dante tried to resell the yeah, Empress's under, underwear. Under, yeah, that's just that was like encrusted with diamonds. Deceit is a crime? Like what? Right. What kind of deceit. deceit. That is interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a thought crime, isn't it? a bit more it? specific there. Um, yeah. So then Jenna at this point seems very happy to see Dante executed. Yeah. She's rather bloodthirsty. She is, she is at that. And then he decides, no, we're going to... We're going to send him to uh, take the black and go to the Raven Quarter. Right. Yes. Um, which is an odd move. And Jenna is very angry about this. Yes. Jenna and her blue and purple highlights Indeed. are very angry yes. about this move. Yes. Um, I like the blue and purple highlights. I thought they were cool. They are very cool. Mm -hmm. They're also very late 90s. Are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't aware. I mean, yeah. you're never aware in the moment of where you are. Kind of, kind of makes me think of you know raver hair, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, but in any event, yeah, she she still looks fabulous. She's got, I think, oh, I guess those are the same boots, but they just look really good in this shot. Um, so Dante's arguing about whether or not he should go, and then we see the captain Arbatov. Arbatov. Who, right. who was chasing him because yes. of the Imperial Seductress right. scrape yes. uh, and lost him, yes. getting slaughtered yes. Arbitov, and bled onto the, first, onto the this floor. This is the first of a long-running gag. Arbitovs. Arbitovs come to sticky ends all through this story. So it's Arbitovs just... are the red shirts of um, this no, story? No, they're just, they're just the, the, the kind of like the, the family of victims that we constantly... That's then, what red anything, shirts are. No, but they're specifically a family that's not... I mean, every time you see an Arbitov, yeah. Okay, sure. Right. Every time you meet someone who's an Arbitov, chances are they're probably going to get humiliated or killed by Dante. So every time you meet an Arbitov, they're going, I will get revenge for blah, blah, for blah, blah, blah. the 15 blah, blah, other blah. people. And by the end of the story, it's like, you know, like four pages of, like, carnage that Dante is... Um, unwittingly he's not like he's getting anything against them it's just like they're always in the wrong place he's just trying to steal things and make love and he right. has to kill the people who get in his way bingo got it um, so he decides after seeing this arbitov bled on the palace mm -hmm. floor yeah. maybe it's a good idea to join up yeah sure with Go those with raven Go corps and then we have this extended bath scene yes. with the czar floating bath things for no particularly good reason, except we floating, bath platforms. We thought that floating platforms were very futuristic, so I was like, "Let's do that." Yeah, there's a couple of floating platforms here. We had the floating platforms in the palace, now right. also in the bath. Um, this is this is me starting to use uh, a reduced palette, which is something I just picked up again in Hershey, which I've been doing for. for this is very Hershey coloring. Yes. Well, this yes. scene, and it is derived from um, an artist called Nicolas de Cressy, who's a French artist who did a, a book called Leon Le Can, which is one of my favorite ever comics. 
because he basically did the colored the whole thing with like three colors yeah. um but it's the interaction of the three colors was so interesting to me and this is basically what i was trying to do there sort of uh, but I had to leave the coloring alone because I couldn't do all Are of it. Are you watercoloring this? Yes, it's all watercolor. It's before computers. By hand. Yeah, there's no computers involved. Because you this. can see the little yeah, yeah, yeah. splotch here yeah. on the back of this gentleman. So it's all colored with like rotring inks, watercolor inks. Wow. Because I didn't have a computer at this point. Or I did, but it wasn't capable of coloring comics. It wasn't strong enough. The coloring in these pages is really beautiful. I think you should Thank feel you. good about it. Yeah, I always okay with it. I think it's clear you're having a lot of fun drawing these ladies. Well, who doesn't have fun drawing ladies? I mean... Ladies in lace. Ladies in lace. Which would become one of your things. Especially when we get to Lulu later. Yeah. Lulu and yeah, lace. That, that's a whole, Always. That's a whole thing. Um, he's yeah. not very nice to these ladies, though, is he? No. I mean, Nadar doesn't give he's... a crap about other human beings at all. No. He's um he's a horrible, horrible human being. I like that other people are also getting washed by slaves, though. By their own slaves. By their own slaves. And then there are, like, handmaidens waiting. This is a whole, like, bathhouse. So it's it's kind of interesting that the Tsar wants to get washed in the nude in front of an audience. It's, again, it's this part of This is a guy him. who he likes to have... He just enjoys being who he is. He just enjoys being Tsar. So I remember drawing that page very distinctly with the one in the bathhouse. And I was um, literally just moved to Italy. And we were staying in a hotel outside uh, Frascati called the Via Mercedi. And the room, the room was uh, Trecento Undici, the first piece of Italian I ever learned, 311. And I was sitting at the pool drawing, which I thought was that's very... That's the room number, 311? Yeah, 311. Okay. So if you're ever there, that's the room. Um, and I was drawing beside the pool, which I thought was very cool at the time. You felt like a big time. I felt like a big shot. I was yeah. drawing beside a pool in Italy. And you felt like a big time comic artist. That was very fancy, yeah. Poolside. Poolside. Drawing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now the coloring, similar palette, but we get some red in here yep. as we shift to the front, yeah. and we have Captain Dante. Murmansk, yes. And this is kind of a lot of soldiery stuff mm -hmm. with Dante and Jenna, and they are ordered to go and investigate a mm -hmm. wreck that yeah. the Imperial Army has shot down. Yeah. Uh, and oh, in that bath scene, we found out. Sorry, before we get to this part, mm -hmm. we should probably mention that mm -hmm. the Czar has deliberately yes. put Dante in this position. So we realize that the Czar uh, first tells us, the audience, mm -hmm. that Dante has royal blood right. in him, that this is something that their systems, yes. air quotes, yeah. registered. Picked him up, yeah. When he entered their palace. Right. So he decided <laughs> instead of execution, mm -hmm. he's going to send him to the core because he's got plans for him, but he doesn't yeah. tell jenna that right. no he doesn't tell her this is kind of the the the, the big macguffin of dante is that he is um romanov blood right and romanovs the two families are the makarovs and the romanovs and the makarovs the, the czar is the makarov family and the romanovs are the ancient ruling house and they've been deposed so they now have this kind of nursing this huge grudge but they've also developed this impressive bioweapon which we're about to discover yeah we're about to meet yeah the biomechanical stuff. Yeah. But not before we get to this beautiful wreck that's been... Yeah. It's like a it's like a graveyard of spaceships. That is the only original artwork I still have from that run. I kept that double, that splash because I was fond, fond of it. Looks like you put a lot of work in there. I did put a lot of work in there. Are there any there's... secret Easter ding, ding, eggs? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, look. It's a little baby Millennium Falcon. It is. 
Oh, yeah. it's so cute. So is that like to scale? Like that's no. the Millennium Falcon and these are all ginormous? No. Uh, they are ginormous, yes. And that's just a little like well, you the know. Millennium Falcon's not very big, right? No, I know it was it's, it was a smaller small, thing. Ship, so ship. that gives you the sense of yeah. size. I mean, here. that's that's the ship we're aiming. Are towards. there any more Easter eggs of ships? Well, kind of as a star destroyer. Yeah, too. I thought that yeah. was kind but of a star not, destroyer. That's not that's not to scale because yeah. otherwise that'd have been like over the whole thing. Yeah, um, I was just having fun. Yeah, just like drawing some. Ships. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Spaceship graveyard. Spaceship. I mean, graveyard. you told me once that your favorite things to draw were ladies in spaceships. Yes. So. This is a great page for you. It's a good day for me. This is a very good day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we're exploring this wreck and Jenna mm -hmm. and Dante mm -hmm. get inside it and they start getting chased by... Uh, I need a note. Yeah. Mm, I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, it's a two-headed eagle thing. It's it's called something here. Hold on, I'll yeah. find it. It's It's over here. You know what? It's a Romanov bird of prey. There we go. That's what it is. That's what's a two-headed mechanical robot bird. Two-headed mechanical robot bird. Yes. That's correct, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um that is chasing them and is it shooting lasers from its eyes? Yes. Probably. It is shooting lasers <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safe bet. It's a safe bet. That's what we did because that's what we did. I'm quite happy with the action sequence here. This actually, there's some mm -hmm. nice bits here. It starts to starts to move properly at this point. Okay. I was the early action sequences are clunky and really badly framed, and I really didn't know what I was doing. But I'm starting to get the feel of it here. I like what panel one, two, three, four, panel four there, where she's beating him against the ball. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great panel yeah, where like, where like Jenna's shoving him up against the wall. I mean, really, any time Jenna is shoving Dante's face anywhere is a good yeah. is a good um, so. good moment. That was that was. You did a was lot that your that. was that your way in hmm? to action? Was figuring out you know their relationship because she's stepping on him from moment one. Yes. Um. So it stands to reason that the way they spar constantly would be a good way to understand Dante's relationship yeah. to motion. Well, it's, I think it's a lot to do with his relationship with women is that he, he kind of enjoys being abused. <laughs> I mean, his mom's kind of a hardcore. Yeah. We get, we, much later. A, on, well, we'll a couple, that. actually in a couple of pages, it's, it's after, so we have this fight with the Romanov yeah. bird of prey yes, and yeah. the bird of prey registers that Dante has the Royal blood. Yeah. And again, we get a creepy long tongue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That against someone's will kind of implants Dante with the weapons crest. Yes. Yeah. So basically it's because this, this ship is dying and they have to, you know, it's yeah, going to, it's going to expire if somebody doesn't use it. So they, they decide to hook it up to Dante. Presumably. Well, because Dante's the, <laughs> the first eligible. It was, the, the ship was aimed, was, was supposed to be bringing the weapons crest to um, Arcady, I think was the youngest of the Romanovs. Right. Uh, but it got shot down, and the idea was the Tsar wanted to, to throw another another victim in front of it so it would get picked up by him instead. And because he controls Dante, then he would control that weapon and be able the to reverse crest. engineer it and sort of peel him apart and right. find out how it works. So here's our first, this period here, we've got the, the, the weapon's crest has been implanted into his shoulder. So we get all the kind of bio-horror crap, and then we get the shot. <laughs> bio-horror crap? Yes, I do a lot of that. You do and do then, a lot of that. And then there's the first time we see Dimitri's face. Uh, ah. That's Dimitri Romanov, who is Papa, Papa Bear of the Romanov clan. So this is kind of going through Dante's mind as yes. this crest and biomechanics oh, invade his yeah. bloodstream. Yeah. We know he's a baddie because he's smoking a cigarette there. Oh, a or something. 
Anyway, anyway, so we got a there, some clunky drawing there, clunky drawing, clunky drawing. Okay. okay now we get. This. Try not to hate yourself. I, I always hate myself. Um. So then we are outside the ship, mm -hmm. and we meet the terrible twins. Yes. We yes. meet Cersei and Jamie Lannister. Indeed. Yes, and so they, were they in the ship? How are they here all of a sudden? I think they must have been sent, deployed to deal I with see. the situation. They got there very quickly. Yeah, well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, There's some good uh, air travel. <laughs> okay. They got, they got good miles. So then we get into a confrontation mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So I'm and... ramping up the color to make them intent more intense. Some of which right. works, some of which doesn't. This will be the first and only circular panel I did in Nicolai Dante. Right here of the bullets coming from the snipers to try and... Well, they're kind of like micro mines, so yeah. I see. I think it was a terrible idea, and I don't heard it again. Okay. And so they tear through these twins, who then very quickly, their bodies are re-knitting themselves. Yes. Yes. So this is where we start seeing what the weapons crest can do. Right. So the weapons crest can heal um, Romanovs who have them very very quickly and this is just straight up disgusting thank you so you had some fun here oh yeah because it looks terrifying yeah. and great and you know i have that fear of holes thing so this is just awful oh, like i i'm sick to my stomach a little bit that's no, all right i mean that's what's intended isn't it yes you know it's to... it's supposed to make you feel super unnerved and they are they are really creepy yeah they're creepy hands coming here the claws this is very mm -hmm. yeah. upsetting i quite like the sequence they work well the action starts to work here properly. I think I've got the hang of it now. And they start making out with each other because we weren't already grossed out enough. Right. Yeah. Let's throw some twin cest on yeah. board. Well, they're, they're very close. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely learned how to share. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and thus, pages and pages. I mean, this spread... This battle between these twins, did this cover two issues of the prog here? Uh, maybe. It looks like it. Maybe two issues. Because I'm looking at one, two, three pages here. Six pages each episode. I so. mean. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Two pages is a lot. It is a lot. Not yeah. a lot of dialogue, just. Well, this thing worth bearing in mind here that you're actually getting quite a lot of story. Because the average uh, panel count of a 2000 AD story is like five panels a page. Uh, but Dante you guys was, are cramming it in there. Dante was deliberately seven panels a page averaging. So we got more done in uh, a lower page count, which is important because a lot of what we're doing is like world building here. Yes. But also we can do things like extend out a fight sequence. So like quite long. It's a lot longer than most fight sequences in 2080 were. Um, that was our, our innovation, as it were. Was to make longer fight scenes. Uh, to make longer, uh, make longer story, more story in a shorter time. Because you only have I six see. pages to do things. It's not a lot. So you have to get a lot done. In a short time um, and it is quite quite sharp storytelling it's quite it doesn't mess around well i love that it just drops you right in the middle right i'm a big fan especially of yeah. of epic stories like this the fact that you just kind of figure out how to swim once you're in the pool right. in is, a, res. is a great right yeah. is a great way to that's the fancy way to say it Indeed. um i have an education <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, um, so the fight, the fight continues, fight continues fight and, continues. and actually they have to back off the fight. They have to run away. Jenna and, yeah. um, and Dante, yeah, they do. They have to retreat because they're going to get their asses kicked. They, they are really getting their asses kicked. Yeah. Um, and 
Right, we get some backstory here. Right, again, we're another shot of Dimitri again. Right, we're learning their, about the twins here. Yeah, twins and, in, their, in their midriff bearing outfits. Oh, here we go. The the crests are produced by unknown technology at a secret off-world location, and they intercepted the transmission. Yeah. Of the latest one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on who's mm. saying this is this jenna jenna's yeah, just uh jenna suddenly found jenna's it. monologuing yeah she's got an info dump okay mm -hmm. um exposition okay and she's saying you're one of them you're a romanoff so she knows now so yeah, dad she... dad has let her in on yeah, the plan yeah, yeah that's yeah. nice yeah that's, that's good to know yeah you don't want to keep okay. jenna in the dark so here we go this is the first page of allison coloring oh wow what a difference i know uh, she 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 kind of gets it after the first couple of pages. She starts to get the feel for it. Yeah. Uh, but she sees little little help, little faltering at the beginning, but she gets it really quickly, mm. and very quickly becomes really really good. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy with that. How she... You want and this is Allison. Allison Kirkpatrick. Allison Kirkpatrick. Allison Kirkpatrick was my universal collaborator for a long time. She was a letterer on Lux and on uh, Lux and Albi, Sign on and Save the Universe. And then she did uh, coloring for me, which was a dark for... horse release. And a, what was it, Acme? In Acme originally, then uh, Slab of Concrete Press released a, an edition of it. And then, uh, yeah, Dark Horse did the original like a comic. I love Acme comics. It sounds like yeah. Wiley Coyote exactly. released it to yeah. Roadrunner. Well, that, they, were, um, they were a good publisher back in the day, back in the nineties. So Lux and Albi, there's Lux a there's a new edition of that that you, can, is, buy you can buy. It. Yes. On can. Amazon, it has new introductions yes. from yourself and Mr. Martin, Martin Miller, Miller. The writer of. The writer. The famous Martin Miller, who's a well-known novelist. And if you want to read about uh, kids kicking around yeah. in, uh, back when London had areas that were low rent and you could squat in them yes. and be artists and yes. poets. And, um, yeah. and they, they're squabbled over their record collections and comic books. Right. Nobody had a cell phone. Nobody had a computer. The internet was not there. Yes. And so. there's and they sort of get caught up in a metaphysical war of the gods. Indeed. Thing as yeah. as happens. Yeah. It's actually when you're in Bristol. It, it's surprisingly or holds up very well. <laughs> Is it Bristol there? No. no. no it's London. It's just. It's, uh, sorry. It's, yeah. It's um. It's Brixton. Brixton, the other B. Yes. My mistake. Okay. England. So, <laughs> Greater England. So, um, so they retreat. We have some more exposition, and we have the first mention of Mama Caterina Dante, yes, the pirate queen, yes, and how Dante was abandoned by her at eleven or twelve mm. because he was getting too male for her all-female crew. Yep. Yeah. Which means that Dante was trying to who knows mess well, around I mean, with imagine. the ladies. We, we know. We know. He's I saying mean. early developer. He was an early developer. He's leaning back in his chair and he's smiling yeah. in a knowing way. I think, yeah, I think we get it's that. pretty clear what's going on there. Yeah. But also, I mean, Dante's relationship with women, your mom's abandoning you at 11 or 12 mm -hmm. because you have the misfortune of being born male mm -hmm. in her eyes. That's well, it's not yeah. great. I mean, they have a difficult relationship. You, you'll get much yes. of that later on. Much, much later on, we get about all that relationship. But we developing. see why he responds to Jenna and her firm hand. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. he likes a strong woman. Yes. I mean, the pirate crew were all kind of badasses. Right. So he, he likes the ladies who are tough So as now we're moving on and we run into the twins again. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and he, does, he does this kind of, uh, this kind of, wait, I think it's next page is he's doing a um yeah there we go this page where he does this kind of like 
false nobility and like ah I will yes see, this is this. a lovely scene where he's like you must live and run the country yes. and it's okay i'm just a thief a lowly yeah, thief yeah, and yeah. if i die it's no problem and he gets some smoochies for that yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. as she walks away purposefully he is cheesy grinning yes the things i do to get into people's pants right so this is this is also he's saying the things I do to get into people's pants, yeah, not women's pants. Okay, people. So this is this is actually something as we've discussed recently, Robbie and I. Robbie, Robbie says if he would do it again, from scratch, Dante would be bisexual, for sure. I would say even like omnisexual. Well, whatever these terms mean, yes. I mean he basically would shag anything as long as he can find a way in. Right, he would do it. Yes. Um, I think maybe back in the mid-90s, that was kind of a little bit far. It certainly but, was. But I think in terms of the character, looking at the character now, it's like, for yeah, those of, course, times. of course he would But be, it makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense for him. He's, he's no, no boundaries in that sense. That's a very good description of Dante. No boundaries mm-hmm. when it right. comes to sexual anything. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's why we love him, and he gets into so much trouble as well. Indeed. It's actually very interesting. I mean, as we go on, we'll see more of... Mm-hmm of Dante's relationships and um, sort of stealing kisses from people. And it looks yep. a little bit different now, yeah. but also it's mm. a really weird future world they're in. So mm. against this backdrop, it doesn't stand out as much as it could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a little, I don't, I don't know. We'll, don't, we'll, we're, we're we'll get there. This. I don't, we'll get there. I have to reread all this from the point of view of now of 2021. So, yeah, I, I think it's very interesting that he's saying people's pants that I feel like that's really amazingly progressive and telling about his character and mm-hmm. something most people probably wouldn't have thought twice about back in 1997, but mm-hmm. really stands out to me on this reread. Hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, and then we move forward here and the twins realize to... that Dante is of their family but they still hate him. But they still hate him because he's gross and they mm. don't even want to touch him yeah. because they will get bastard cooties. He's some kind of sewerbred trash. That's right. Yeah. And so then they throw some nanomines at him mm-hmm. and then they do this creepy joining thing. Yeah. So how? what was this like in the script and what was your process in creating this twin fusion I mean, that's kind of what was described in the, the script. They kind of merged together into one being. Um, and that that's kind of what I drew. Because we've got like one side boob, one side pectoral. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of lumps going on down mm-hmm. south. Yep. Um, and then we have that big creepy eyeball and way too big mouth in mm-hmm. the middle. Yeah. That was fun. I, I like designing that. Yeah. Are you still happy Fish. with this? Yeah. I, I still, it stands out pretty well, I think. Um, shame really this is the the last time we see this yeah it's super unsettling mm-hmm. um definitely the creepiest of all the the, the both later the romanoffs of the of the romanoff uh crest yeah. superpowers because yeah. they have a lot of different superpowers they all have different superpowers according to their uh... yeah this is horrifying yeah, yeah. i mean this is this this panel i mean i've just we've just turned the page here Mm -hmm. and it's this the the top panel it's a four panel page Mm -hmm. so you can find it where this twin beast is bearing down on dante and doing a big swipe with its big Mm -hmm. orangey claw Mm -hmm. dante sort of falling back um that's really scary thank you yeah this whole uh, the movement through this whole thing you can kind of 
You can feel the movement in this. I can almost hear the music playing, you know, in the background as this is going on. I was pleased it feels very cinematic. I feel, it, feels, it felt good to me. I'm starting to get the hang of it. It feels right. The action's moving better. Um, I like the design of the character. I designed the, the, the whole bioorganic thing. Um, was very influenced by a, a Scottish sculptor called Eduardo Paolozzi. Um, Scottish Paolozzi? Well, he's Interesting. Italian Scottish. Um, but he's... Um, you Scots get everywhere. I know. Um, so there's... I think the Tottenham Court Road tube station was he designed that. Um, but he did a lot of sculpture, and it's a lot of it's kind of got this kind of weird organic mechanical mesh hybrid thing. Um, so that's kind of where that came from, um, and I drew it here first time. Um, it's kind of a signature visual thing for Dante, and the way his swords come out of his hands is that. Yeah. Way. Well, it looks great, and I'm terrified. Thank so. You. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Moving right along. Yay. Uh, we get some more action-y, and then we get the big body horror moment of this epic where Dante slices through the twins and forcibly yeah. parts these yeah. incesty, yeah. deliciously evil... Half, there is half-siblings. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, dad jokes for days. Yep. Simon Fraser. Buckle up, folks. Um, long vertical panels. I love long vertical panels. I yeah. love them. So yeah. much fun. Why do you love them so much? Because you get to do so much. You get to do so much in a very small space, relatively speaking. You can get a lot of, like, can, you know, your whole panorama, or you can move your eye from top to bottom, and you get this sweep of movement with your eye movement. And you, get, you can do so many things in that time. Mm. That time, space is time in comics. And that's why long vertical panels are awesome. Right. It's you're feeling the descent here. Yes. I get to movement. Move. I get to things to move. With. And I mean, Dante just using his body weight to ride this sword. Yeah. And pull it down through yeah. this beast is fantastic. Thank you. This must have been made a real splash when it came out. Do you remember okay. reactions to this at all? Um, from either your editors is... or feedback from fans? Well, you've got to remember, 2008 doesn't give feedback really particularly at the time uh there wasn't the letters page was the kind of the only direct feedback you got there wasn't internet there was no online internet uh 2000 AD stuff at the time so we didn't get a lot of feedback um i mean maybe dave bishop said something nice about it i think dave bishop was in charge at this point the original commissioning editor is john tomlinson who was running 2000 AD at the time and then dave bishop took over so bishop is largely responsible for editing most of this stuff but he, the right at the beginning wasn't him. Um, so he might have said something, but Dave's famously terse, so maybe not much. Yeah, I'm getting such a, like, I don't know quite how to describe it, like, uh, almost like an outsider art, very, like, late 90s feel from Ooh. from this splatterpunk stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the face blown out here at the end with just the body parts sort of layered behind it feels very feels very kind of like punk rock to me thank you yeah um yeah it's disgusting and great and i love that we go from this like really disgusting intense sequence to like water on a pond Splash. the ripples in a pond <laughs> it's like it's almost Japanese. Talk about an abrupt <laughs> cut, and suddenly we're meditating. I mean, Lone Wolf and Cub's a big influence on the way I do things. So oh, yeah, is this this is a Lone Wolf and Cub influence here? I wouldn't here. say it's a reference, but it's certainly that's 
influence. Thinking. Yeah, samurai yeah. stuff. Samurai stuff. Yeah. Got it. And so then Jenna and Dante walk away from this wreck. Yes. Or rather, Dante walks away and Jenna goes, oh, you, you've managed to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and he repeats that he's too cool to kill. Yeah. Which will there's become so a many, thing. There's so many occasions in this where Robbie's like reaching for a catchphrase. Um, some of which sticks, some of which doesn't. People like the too cool to kill I thing. Too cool to kill, honor be damned. Um, I think his first word in this whole thing is Bojomoy, which is, of course, ripped off from the X-Men because we, oh. we don't actually speak any Russian. <laughs> um, and Bojomoy seemed useful. <laughs> Could be like Kurt Wagner. Mein Gott! <laughs> I think we also got Fuoco. Fuoco comes in there somewhere. Fuoco is definitely in here yeah, later. Fuoco I remember cause, that. Um, cause the, which is Italian for fire. Um, um, but it, and Robbie used it because sounds like fuck. Um, I see. That's cool. Yes. You got to get around that. I love that you can show the like naked Imperial seductress and cutting through people's bodies, but like we can't say fuck. <laughs> I don't even know if we can say fuck now. The obscenity the lines somebody. of this are really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Shall we say? I um, know. It's the, it's the, yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, we'll we'll take it. It's yeah. it's a fun ride. Um, Dante these... saying women are always suspicious of him. Um, wow, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> because you try to sell their underwear, Dante, yes. in the public square, You're no a less. Skeevy get. <laughs> you couldn't even take the like rubies out of it and just yeah. sell those. He was like, listen. This is my, like, ex-lover's lingerie. Like, it's fresh. It's still warm. Please buy it. Oh, God. <laughs> Not even launder it. Oh, my God. It. Exa- oh, you, couldn't, you can't launder it. That's no, half the sure. value. Um, Seriously. So uh, they're doing their sparring thing, Jenna. Yeah. And... I like being my own man. You want my freedom, you'll have to tame me first. Think oh, you're I woman love enough? this. <laughs> I love this so much. The only time I want to see you naked is when you're strapped to the rack, having your genitals cut off and dangled in front of you. Sure. I take... like that she manages to get that all out that's actually really wordy while she's sword fighting. She's awesome. <laughs> this is important to remember that um, I wasn't single at the time, but Robbie was. <laughs> What are you trying to say? Nothing. I don't know. He's just, he was creating a reality for himself. I see. He wanted to find his own Jenna. Probably. Who doesn't want to find their own Jenna? He did eventually. Yeah, well, there you go. You see, he was manifesting. Well, that's as they say in the parlance today. I don't think that's that's too far from the truth. Really? I I think manifesting is a large part of it. I think we become, I grew my hair long at this point to try and like understand the way the hair moves, but also that became. That became kind of my thing. Like Dante became You'd part grown of grown out your hair before you started working on Dante. No, 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 no. I did it because of Dante. I grew my hair out because of Dante. Um, so I would understand hair better. And I grew a beard as well because of it. Um, but, you know, you, you become kind of, you become, especially a long running thing like this, you kind of become the character. The character You're growing your hair you. out again now. I know. What does that mean? I don't know. You've got a small, you've got enough to put a small ponytail in the back, I which I really like. Thank you. Um... Hmm. Means that I'm too lazy to get it. <laughs> too cool to cut it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so they're fighting. They're fighting. Look at and... these long panels. Love these long panels. So well, good. if you're sword fighting, I know to accommodate the full sword. So, so, is this influenced by anything? This sword fighting. Is this some Errol Flynn movies you watched as a kid, um, or no, no? Probably more like George Perez or someone. Okay. Because he did all these long panels. 
as well. One of the things I love about them. Mm. But the, the the long panels are great for sword fighting because you've got all these long yeah, you got lunge, long swords, lunges, and long stuff. So it's like it's important. Normally, to have, you have to cut some of the sword out of the frame, right, to fit it it's in there. It's very hard to make swords look impressive mm. because if they're facing onto a sword, then all you're really seeing is this kind of like little yeah. Blip that doesn't really register uh, from front on. So to make a sword intimidating, you really have to see the length of it. So that hence long panels. It looks good. Hmm. And then they're making out. Yep. And Jenna is making out only so that she can get a blade to Dante's neck. As you would. As you would. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's it. And that's it. That's, that's where first, we end arc. for our first arc. That sets up the whole thing. It really does. You get everything in there. Well, that's that's the beginning of 11 years. Yeah. And what was uh, 2000 AD's, what was your your feedback from your editors on this? Like, how was it? I mean, How is it they playing? commissioned another series. So, they yeah, did, they so they liked it. it. That's kind of all you get. You get it. If, they, if they pay for more, that's like, great. Awesome. Did you think that it was, what were your feelings at this point? Did you think that this was going to go the distance? I mean, we had a, I thought we had realistic ambitions. What were we those? Kinda, well, is to, to do it in five years, do a five-year plan. And the, the idea was if we if we keep it realistic, then there's a greater chance we might actually get to finish it um because there wasn't what was what was coming out at the time sinister dexter was the other story that sort of popped up at this time which is which has stayed the course most of the other stuff didn't um sinister dexter has been pretty much open-ended uh but dante was always planned to be to have an ending so i thought i think we thought at the time that it was more likely we'd get commissioned to do it if we sort of had a plan um so did also, robbie have like a like yeah, a yeah, he had he, had, he had like a show bible basically like a yeah Yes, he did write a show Bible did for he? a TV show. There was early talk oh. about that. But, that <laughs> no, I'm... but no, he did. For he a had... Nikolai Dante TV show? Yeah, yeah. There was a you know this is it. what I keep saying, is that Nikolai Dante really needs to be a TV show. Agreed. It really does. One of the streaming services needs to get on this, and I know that Rebellion has this big streaming arm now. They have this huge headquarters. Streaming arm, but yeah, they've got a TV well, studio. Well, the TV studio, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with that. We don't know. They're, they're right. keeping a close... Because it just... I mean, you could you can stretch this out so much. You could do you could put right more in between the line, however long you wanted this to go. Hey, listen, there's a lot of it. There's a lot there to work with. And the the it, you know I'm biased, but I think the the art is great and the character design is great. The world design is great. Um, it's it it pulls you right in. I mean, you know, I would have wanted to read this because you know I was dating you, but I was really happy to find that it's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was very excited. Um, and I mean, this is the first thing I ever read from 2000 AD. Right. Right? So, I mean, I only knew 2000 AD vaguely as an American as that thing that Judge Dredd comes from. Mm -hmm. And I barely knew anything about Judge Dredd, and, I have yeah, to say. Why would you read Judge Dredd? And, it seems like a very male well, action. Listen, I certainly thing. read a lot of male action-y stuff as a comic book fan. Right. You cannot avoid it. And there's mm -hmm. some of it that I really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. But... What I will say is um, it's it's impossible to get over here. So, yeah. you know, if anything, the, the fact that 2000 AD has this sort of like, you know, light kind of sociopolitical commentary and mm -hmm. is sort of a satire mm -hmm. slash dystopia would have mm -hmm. really been exciting to me. I definitely would have wanted mm -hmm. to read it. Um, but but no, it's it's just very hard to get in America. So it was you giving this to me was the first time I read anything mm -hmm. from 2000 AD, which is funny because everyone says, oh, this is kind of like not traditional for where 2000 AD at the had, time, had been going at the time. At the time. I mean, the, the, 
The idea of like somebody having sex in 2000 was pretty radical at the time. I think Sling had done, and a lot of that happens here. Yeah, and I know we were kind of correcting. It felt like a correction of the balance. The idea was that Nikolai Dante was the opposite of all the characters in 2000 at the time, who were kind of like eyeless automata who are like killing machines. I mean, Dread is an eyeless automaton who kills for for fun or whatever. but he's he's really because like it feels a, like the right thing to well, do. Yeah, because he's killing for justice, whatever yeah. justice is. Um, yeah. And Strongham Dog, who's kind of the most Dante-ish character to that point, uh, he had did have a sex life, but he's still this kind of remorseless, kind of um, impassive killing machine. So it's like, yeah, there's not an awful lot of that. So we thought that would be the the, the revelation because I think at the time I mean, we were right on the cusp of the of the 2008 reader group. At the time, so we were what? Robbie right, you were, were just like, starting to quote, kind of like be the older audience of it. Well, well no, because we were like, yeah, but I mean, uh, it came out in seventy-seven, two thousand eight. So I, was I eight, believe so. I was yes. eight years old, and Robbie was like nine, I think. So we were absolutely right on the right. audience. Right, it was marketed to you. It was for us. Yeah, it was for you. And so we were coming of age as the comic. The comic was coming age of age as we were coming of age. So the so fact this that was we a way our, for it to yeah, grow up with you. We were in our twenties, mm-hmm. and. Our concerns were not so much of the running around, <laughs> having adventures, and, killing, and getting laid. Drinking and getting laid was yeah. a big part of it. And it turns out that a lot of the people who were reading 2080 at that time were similar age to us, and they were also right. interested in having adventures and getting laid or yeah. getting drunk. Um, and that sort of dovetailed nicely into the, the readers. So I think that worked really well. We, we kind of caught the zeitgeist, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it reads okay. I mean, I've read the first few stories a, a bunch of times, I have to admit. So I know this pretty well. Some of the later stuff I, I'm much less uh, familiar with because I haven't had it really read it all through. When I do Dante commissions now, people who read are big Dante fans. Everybody wants long hair, young Dante. They want young swashbuckler, brigand, irresponsible yeah. idiot Dante. And it's not because that's the best Dante. Dante as a whole is the best Dante, all of them. But the fun bits you look back on are the early stuff because you know what happens next and you know what he goes through and you know how he matures and changes over time and you know what he has to, the kind of, the, the shit storm he has to really wade through. Um, so the resonance for them is the fact that they remember him when he was young and irresponsible mm. because they remember when they were young and irresponsible. I was just going to say is that it's, it's, uh, it's like when he gets into, when he really starts taking the war seriously and he becomes kind of this, you know, yeah. spoiler alert, becomes this kind of, you know, actual general figure right. um, and, and yeah. has his, has his, um, mm-hmm. uh, his regulators, his group mm-hmm. um, with him. You know, that's some real adult stuff. Yeah. And adults' life and choices are very hard and very harrowing. Mm-hmm. And it this it to the story's credit it represents it very well mm-hmm. but it's also just hard because that's the hard parts of our own life so yeah. you know we don't sit around and reminisce about the hard parts of our life we think about our college days we think right. about the vacations we've taken Bingo. we think about the good yeah. nights out with friends but yeah. we are going to get through it get and through it. we yeah. are going to get through the war and i'm sure we will be handsomely rewarded on the other side um but i haven't read it so i don't know so let's, let's see how we get on We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and if so, please subscribe to it. Follow us on Twitter at PodTGDR. Let us know what you think of the podcast, of Dante, comics, whatever's on your mind. I'm Edie. I'm Simon. And we will catch you next time. Bye.